Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Warnounds, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we're going to be talking about Part 3 of the Troll Blood CID, and some other stuff. Alright, thank you all for joining us on, our, on this episode. Our third uh, episode. Yes, indeed. It's quite exciting. And no, there won't be a week three for the CID. No, they only do two <laughs> weeks usually. Don't worry well, about it. We can do something else next week. Well, yeah, we weren't exactly expecting a week three CID, but here we are. This is, however, the final week. So this will be the last week that we cover this. Uh, after this, all the information will be closed, they'll do their internal testing, and then we'll see the models and rules come out in a few months. So, you got to look forward to that, yes indeed. I'd also like to mention we are joined by our um, very special guest star, our, our youngest son, is currently crawling around us on the floor. We, we usually record these at night when they're all in bed, but... We had to do this one today, so if you hear baby noises, that's what's going on. <laughs> yes, the, happily the, babbling away. The other two are down for nap, but this one would not go. <laughs> nope. All right, so why don't we go ahead and get into the news for today. We actually got quite a bit to go over. Locke, would you like to start? No, no, you start with that thing. All right, all right. So we have a very special... Uh, uh, what would you call this? Event going on? Yes, yes, an event. The War Machine and Hordes Painting Group is hosting a contest this month. Uh, there's a lot of people already joined in and plenty more joining every day. It's going to be for the entire month of October from the 1st through the 31st. And basically all you have to do, it's very simple, is... Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to paint 31 points in 31 days. Now keep in mind, this is going to post on the 4th, so make sure to get on that quick if you want to really get in there, and if not, just join in for fun. You can do hashtag P3Painters, and uh, that's going to be the event itself. Additionally, you can post your progress on hashtag point a day, and hashtag P3Painters uh, posted with that so that they can keep track of you and everyone can see what you're doing. To complete the special mission this month, just paint a brawl machine list. Uh, that's going to be a 25 point list uh, and from there you can uh, simply be uh, adding hashtag paint pledge tag with it so that people can help cheer you on with that. So it it's a 25, yes, my apologies, my apologies. Thank you, Locke. It's a 31-point uh, 
uh, army that you're going to do, not 25 points. Look at Brawl Machine under Line of Sight for more information regarding that. However, uh, the prizes, there's going to be two different prizes for this event. Uh, there's the favorite army uh, that is completed or receive a Broken Egg Games faction movement template. And the most fun-looking Brawl Machine army painted up will receive a selection of Formula P3 paints. So, hey, I think that's really, really cool that they're doing this. What do you think, Locke? It sounds interesting. You yeah. Know. I, don't, I don't really take place in, in competitions. <laughs> it's just for fun. Yeah, I know. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and there's some people already posting the armies they're going to be painting up, and I think there's going to be some really cool things that come out of this. So, good on them to get this going here. Let's see here. We also have in the news section... Something I'm terribly excited about. Oh my, do tell. Come on, click the next thing. <laughs> so, we have some models coming out this month. Yes, some Grimkin models coming out. Uh, the Grimkin is getting a Archon, which I already am trying to build a list that has like two of them in it. Um, there's also going to be a very wiggly baby. Hold it. Um, <laughs> there's also going to be a um, we're getting a Dragoon. Yes. And also the Death Archon. Yes, all three models coming out for October, appropriately. Death himself will manifest upon the field to reap souls. Yes, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see all of these models out there. The, the models look fantastic. If anyone hasn't seen them, definitely give them a look. The Dragoon is a... Uh, it's the Headless Horseman. Yeah, with a pumpkin head that he's holding. Is that horse eating another horse? Um, I think... The horse is eating a pumpkin. I could be wrong. It's hard to tell from here. It definitely has a large pumpkiny scythe, though. So hey, I mean, all part of the theme. Yeah, that's that is a pumpkin. If, if you say so. It looks cool. Whatever it is, he's got something in his mouth. Yeah. Maybe it's the head of his latest victim. And then, you know, like, and then the the archon he has. He has, like, a book on his sphere and everything, and then he's got, like, wings made out of the, the Necronomicon. Yeah. It, there's, his wings are stitched together a whole bunch of stretched-out faces. Oh, yes. You want to talk about your little segment today? <laughs> All right, so... Um, and then... So... We have one last piece of news here. Um, no, just, um... They have released on, um, in some Privateer Press Insiders, they have released uh, some suggestions for doing drafting for Riot Quest, um, something that me and um, Caster will definitely be interested in, giving definitely. it a try. It's, it's a new format that they're releasing, a... Uh, casual draft. A casual draft, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. He is happy and unsure of the situation all at once. He doesn't know what to think about being on internet radio. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that's what we have there for our new segment for today. Lots of interesting things. I'd like, I'm very interested to see where some of this is going to be going. Okay, so let's get on to week three. Week three of the Trollblood CID. Yes, indeed. 
All right, now the week three CID that we have here is the final week, as we have mentioned before. There's several changes that have happened here, and I think pretty much most all of them are quite positive, I have to say. Well, you were, you were talking about how when the when they dropped it, like, exploded. Yes, there was a lot of people that were just... Uh, most of it was positive, some of it was quite negative. The... the uh, Discord channels were all abuzz over all of the changes that happened here, and I, I think it was mostly positive. We'll get into some of the saltier bits first, and then we'll get into the exciting things after that. So, regarding salt, that would mostly revolve around Gunbjorn 2 himself. Okay. So, Gunbjorn, he's received a lot of feedback and a lot of changes week to week, mostly revolving around his feet, but also the spell Expose. So, the feet itself, um, if I'll, to bring everyone up to date, in case maybe you missed some of the previous uh, episodes. Or you totally forgot. Or you totally forgot. Yes, that's a thing. Um, so, it started off that in his feet, all your AoEs... Uh, that your uh, army threw out there did full damage on the entire AoE. So you throw out an AoE, POW 16, and it deviates and lands somewhere. Everything under that template does not take a blast. It takes a POW 16 because that's the original POW. It, that's for everything in your army. Your, your uh uh, Feral Razorback uh, cannons that are POW 14s, your barrage teams, uh, the new Trollkin barrage unit, all of that. Well, then they changed it so that it, quite frankly, didn't really work because you had to target an enemy model with it. Um, or, sorry, it had to um, directly hit, is what it was. And. Directly hitting on mostly Rat 5 models, Ooh. it's not going to come up. No. It, it. I mean, I've looked at the faction, and primarily all of our AoE stuff is Rat 5. And there's not many ways of increasing that in this faction, in, in this, the theme that's intended, which is the Vengeance of Dunia. So now they have changed it to the following. The full force benefit from the feat now triggers when you target an enemy model. Allowing the effects on deviation and misses, but cannot trigger if you shoot your own model in the back. Which was also a big problem they were coming into is, well, if I'm Rat 5 and I have to hit a model directly, I have the best chance of hitting my own defense 12 stuff than I do anything else. So I'll have to run my guys up there and shoot them in the back. And they're like, well, Privateer Press decided that wasn't exactly working as intended. So... Yeah, the whole army's just going to shoot its own dudes. Yeah. Just to get the feet off. Shame. Now, Will Lock, they have decided that you just have to target an enemy model. Miss or not, you will get the effects of the uh, theme benefit. But, doesn't trigger off of shooting your own guys in the back. So, not only is that not an option, it just... Well, it's not an option. It's not something you can do one way or why, another. Why Why is there salt? Most of it is because there are times when you do want to shoot your own guy in the back. For instance, what if you took a feral geist and threw that up there? Normally, that's an opportunity to make a sort of a laser-guided spot. You can 
put him in there, he can't take damage from any of the attacks because, for the most part, there's no magical weapons in the faction. Now you can't do that on the feet. So you would take a, a Fairgeist in a in an army for the specific purpose of shooting it in the back. Well, that was kind of the idea, yeah. Not just him, but some others. It's mostly the fact that you can't now. And because you can't, people are kind of upset about that. Oh, so it, it's more along the lines of you took away this option, how dare you? Kind of. That was only half the salt, though. The rest of it is on the spell Expose. Now, Expose was the spell that removed shield guards of originally from all enemy models in his control area. And people are like, well... That means he has to be 12 inches away from the guys behind the things that are going to kill you. That's not good. And they're like, well, we'll make it a spell, an offensive spell, AoE 3, and it can drift. And they're like, on a Focus 6 caster that's going to be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, I mean, all, all of these different things, every single round, where is he going to have the focus to do that? And they're, because he's going to have to boost a hit and boost damage, and he's not going to have the rune bearer there most of the time to cast it for him. How's that going to work? And they're like, oh, well, good point. So they've decided to change it again. Okay. This time, there's been a lot of salt, but some people point out that it's probably the better of the two evils we could have, so to speak, on this, is the exposed spell is now the following. Cost 2, range control, AoE 5, upkeep spell, with the following text. Place a 5-inch AoE completely within the spellcaster's control area. Mind you, that's still 12 inches, but... While within the control area, enemy models lose stealth and cannot gain stealth, and lose shield guard and cannot gain shield guard. Additionally... Uh, let me back that up a little bit. I realize I worded it incorrectly. Enemy models lose and cannot gain stealth or shield guard, and do not gain benefits from spells, including Animai, that add to their defense or armor. So, that's a complete buff. Because before, it never said anything about uh, uh, cannot gain benefits from spells, including Animai, that gain uh, to add to their defense or armor. <laughs> I just thought of a way we could, you could really annoy a certain someone with that. Uh, yeah, there's a few people in our meta that would really not like that yeah. at all. Um, and there's a lot of people in other metas that really aren't going to like that. Uh, I can think of some factions that have, um, Arcane Shield. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen anymore. So, I think it's cool because, keep in mind, his feet also gives reposition 3 to his army. So he can walk forward... Drop the AoE, providing it's the turn he's going to pop his feet, he can reposition back. Yeah, that works. It's it's not bad at all. It's an upkeep spell, so it stays out there regardless of where he is. And depending on where it is, that could be a choke point on the board that really screws up your opponent. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's been there's been a lot of salt, as I mentioned, over just, just the whole range of things that both we've mentioned and the fact that it's changed so much but personally i think overall this is probably the best we could have hoped for and they made expose even stronger than before which is not something we expected at all so yeah um i think that's about all we can really say about gunbjorn okay moving on Night moving on like. um well 
yeah, Nitro. Let, let's go. No, 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 no. Let's let's go up here and let's let's go over some positive stuff. The Troll Impaler. Oh, okay. The Impaler. Most people were not very happy about it. Everyone has them. Everyone has multiples of them through trades. You have or, like four. I I have five. Through trades alone, oh, and a battle box, I have five. It comes in every battle box, and people are like, why would we take this when we could take a bomber? Honestly, if the only reason we're going to take it is far strike, why would we take this? And, you know, they've given it different abilities, they've kind of shaken it up a little bit, and ultimately they're like, okay. Alright, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it assault. <laughs> Okay. It still has crit smite on its thrown spear. Okay. We're also going to give it follow up. So it can assault, follow up if it killed something with that shot, and then make an attack with its melee weapon. But wait, they're also going to give the thrown spear powerful attack. So that means you can, for one fury, automatically boost the attack and damage roll of that assault shot. Or if you decide not to assault, you can still just huck a spear with a Fury 3 beast having that much efficiency because before, spend one for the Animai, spend another one to boost a hit, spend another one to boost damage. Now you can do the Animai, spend one to boost attack and damage on the spear and have one left over. That's... Yeah, that no, that good. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, another option you can do with it is you can, you know, let's say you charge in with the assault, you get the shot, you know, you uh, spend one for the powerful attack, and now if you kill it, then you on um, you kill it with the spear, follow up, you know, you get your non-charge attack because you killed your charge target, and then you can buy an attack on a third model. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of value. And it's nine points, I think it was. Oh, shoot, I should have looked that up. I don't remember how many points it was, but it has dropped in points from 11 to, I believe, yeah, it was nine. It was nine points. So that is a hell of a good value on the nine-point light beast that everyone has a ton of. Very cool. So I, I was reading your little list here, and I'm like, Bumbles, there's only <laughs> one thing under him. His armored claw goes down of power. So apparently, it was a little too powerful for him to have two weapon master attacks on the claws at how, oh goodness, 13, I believe it was. I apologize. I had it up. I closed it. I should have kept it up. So it is a POW 13 now. It was two POW 14s on his claws and a POW 14 bite. That apparently turned out to be a little too much value for the cost. It's only a six-point solo, after all. And he's got pitch on that bite. They just decided that, you know, it was a little too effective. So they pulled it back by one on the claws. Well, I see uh, the next model is the Dunian Knot. Apparently they weren't, um, they weren't commanding enough. So they've <laughs> increased the command... To seven. So trying to fit in a bunch of models in a six inch command range <laughs> triangle was a little too restrictive. Yeah, definitely. So they just increased that by one to seven. I think 
I think that's a good change. I think any more than that would be a little too much without increasing their point cost. So, okay, that works. Yeah, and then it, it says um, the next up is uh, Rune Shaper and Janissa. The unit and solo gain advanced deploy. That makes sense to me. I mean, you need to get them up there fast, and, the, you know, trolls are notoriously slow. Yes, yes, they are. Speed 5 for the majority of the faction. And these are... This is the only non-support unit in the theme list. I mean, unless you bring a, a mercenary unit, this is what you're going to bring. Rune Shapers, and lots of them. And the fact that they are now advanced deploy means you don't have to give up uh, the first round of scenario scoring in most games against fast opponents. You start off in the scenario zone top of one or top of two. And they all have Dig In, minus Janessa. Uh, she doesn't really need it so much. She has her own abilities. I just think it's a really good quality of life change. No, and I mean, it, it makes sense to me. There were people talking about bringing in Creole Warriors and this and that to give the units some sort of actual screen for their beasts. And I like that this is the route that they went, ultimately. Yeah. So next up... This one is... <laughs> you hit the wrong button. I lost hit, the whole thing. I backed out. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, folks. So let me get back into the document here. So so while, while he's doing that, I would just like everyone to know that I actually played a game. And we will talk about it after we're done talking with the kid. I, talking about the kid. It was... I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. But right yeah. now, we're talking about um, the Night Troll. And I really, really, really love what they did here. Oh my goodness. So his old Animai... Okay, back in a second. This is the uh, war beast that gained paralysis on its claws. It was crit paralysis. Now it's just paralysis. It has stealth. And it's a very, very squishy light war beast. It's really relying on that stealth to get up there and do really anything. But... Its animus was always kind of eh. So, it's speed 5 war beast with range 1 weapons. Three initial attacks, mind you, but range 1 weapons. Its old animi was enemy models and his, and his, within 2 inches of him immediately are pushed up to 2 inches directly towards him. But that really, that really took away from this fury that he wanted to boost damage rolls because he's only pouch 12. His new animus however is hypnotic gaze. And oh boy do I love this. For one round enemy models that began their activation within three of this model and in its line of sight advance only towards this model. Correct. Which makes sense if you're using horror movie logic. Yep. You see a dark scary thing in the middle of the night and you're in a horror movie, you're going to walk towards it. Not away from it. Like you should. Yep. And what I like is this can go on your caster. So you have, say, Borka 1, Borka 2. <laughs> um, you have all of uh, Madrak. Madrak 1, 2, and 3. I mean, please get closer to me. Come please. Here. Uh, and those are casters that typically they don't shy away from battle. They want to wait up yeah. there. So this is this is big. And 
One other little thing that we got confirmed by Hungerford himself is if you, if you, I mean, this is kind of jank tank here, but if you take two night trolls opposite of an opponent who's sandwiched between them at the edges of those three inches. Oh, would the person have to stand still? Exactly. They can't advance either direction. Yeah. I, that That's a really deep jank tank. I don't know that you're going to get that to pull off very often, but you could sandwich in between your caster and a night troll. You, have to, you might try that sometime. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. Now, they are looking at maybe three inches is a bit too much, but given how rare really? that that's really going to come really? up, yeah, they're they, thinking maybe two inches. No, I mean, they think three inches is too much? <laughs> okay, so, reading the next one, just off the chart, uh, Scaldi, he is now a champion. Yes, rejoice, everyone. <laughs> the leader of the champions as a champion himself. Go figure. He wasn't until now. It, they took he was, him away he was leading two. him. Yeah. He, he was leading him, but he wasn't a champion. It's yeah. like, I am your leader, but I'm not one of you. Oh, that's that's some sort of epic story or something. It, it could have been, but they and decided. And now, now he's finally re-entered their ranks. You, you, we may have to write a story about how that came to be. Was there a mistake? Was there a demotion followed by a promotion? Who knows? You decide. <laughs> now we come to the Pharaoh Sapper. And this is the new Pharaoh solo. You can have uh, two, three of them in the list. I don't remember. You're going to have multiples. Uh, it is a field allowance of two. And they allow you to start with mines in play. And they mm. can also throw mines. And they have ambush, but not advanced deployment. They decided, okay, just about everything in the game that has ambush also has advanced deploy. Let's just make a uniform. He does too now. Okay. I like that. It gives that you the sense. option to put him up there, and it allows him to affect the uh, the zones and the flags a little easier if maybe ambushing isn't the best choice for that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's speed six. He can get places. All right. Um, lastly. I love, I love the title of the next one. Creelstone Bears and Mad Drak 3. Yeah. So, a little backstory on this one has to be given out. For those of you who are not aware, the Rune Bearer and uh, Stone Scribes, or sorry, the not the Rune Bearer, the Creel Stone. My goodness. Come on, Caster, let's get this together. The Creel Stone and Stone Scribes, they are the unit within the faction that is basically considered a cornerstone piece of the faction. No pun intended. Their leader is carrying a giant stone. Spend a fury, and you get plus two armor to everything within four inches of him, plus every fury in the unit. And you can have one extra fury in the unit per guy in the unit. Why this is relevant is it is four inches plus one inch per every fury. That maxes out at 11 if you grab the uh, Stone Scribe Elder as well. 11 inch bubble. Impressive for a two and two plus two to armor for everything in that bubble. Well, Madrak 3 also has that ability on him. He's not a unit or anything, he's just the Warcaster, and he has this ability. Four inches plus one inch for every fury on him. Well, come to find out, he kind of wants to spend every darn fury he has every single activation. So why would you use it? When are you going to have time unless he's going to camp nothing? So they've changed it. 
so that the creel stone bearer, uh, the aura says in brackets, four inches plus one. Where Madrak three is eight inches plus one. Eight inches is a min creel stone with no uh, elder attached to it. So he can spend one fury and he gets an eight inch bubble like he's a min unit of stone himself. Plus, you still get the plus one inch for every fury, which he's he wants to camp one most most rounds, uh, at least. He typically doesn't have enough to do more than that. So I mean, that's probably a nine inch bubble every round. That's respectable, and it makes it relative. You don't you don't have a situation where yeah, I brought a caster that has the stone aura ability, but I also had to bring the stone so I could have the aura. That just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And people have been really, really, really pissed about that. This was the other big salt point on this entire change. Uh, right, or, you know, CID, right up until this change. And now people are, they're a lot happier about it. And I am too. I'm looking forward to being able to actually put them on the table and have them do something. So, now we can. Very cool. Yeah. And that is it for the week three CID. And the end of the CID as a whole. Um, Locke, do you have any closing thoughts really about all of this? Um, no, just interested to see it all on the table when you start playing it. Yeah, we're, lo- we're hoping to see these changes by December. Um, maybe before, but I'm not expecting. It's probably going to be the first, second week of December. So that'll be just in time for me to be able to use all my new toys on uh, the guys down at the shop uh, yeah just in time to for Christmas mm-hmm. all right let's... now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas <laughs> that may, does make it easy I suppose yep. so what do we have to talk about next I hear someone played a game so finally after years of trying to find the time and the place and get someone to take the kids everything. The stars aligned, and <laughs> I was able to play a game. It was quite the game, I must say. I played a uh, 25 points, I believe it's called now a brawl machine, uh, game against... Um, one of our local circle players. One of our local circle players. And um, it, it, you know, there, there was a little bit of... Because I'm playing Grimkin now, and I've never played him before, so there was a little bit of sort of... Oh, hum, how does this all work? But I did completely own him. Yes, uh, it was... I murdered him with impunity. <laughs> it was kind of one-sided. Um, he was struggling with his dice rolling very high, but, I mean, that just happened some games. But at the same time, I mean, even if they had cooperated, your positioning was fairly spot-on, I thought. I did, I did learn some things about the fashion. Like, no. if you're going to take uh, a skin and moans and a uh, unit of dread rots, they should be on the same side of the table. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, so my list was, because um, I, I don't have a lot, so this is, I took what I had. I took the Wanderer, uh, a Cockatrice, a Skin and Moans, a uh, Caskimps, a unit of Hollowmen, full unit of Hollowmen, a Lanternmen, Hollow um, Holden, and then a min unit of dread rots. And I would just like to go on a little tiny mini rant here about why I can't find any cage ragers friggin' anywhere. 
It has been a struggle for a lot of players to try and find those recently. And and I just you, because we we were looking at buying some stuff and we're like, no, we don't need to buy anything right now. We can wait. We can get some cage ragers later. Let's get this stuff now. And then no, there aren't any cage ragers. The cage ragers are gone. They just left. Bye bye. No more cage ragers. And it's a <laughs> privateer press. I'm I'm not going to get into the whole back of it, but really what you need to know is there's a supply outage, and they're working on fixing it, but it's taking time. And that's why there's several things that are out of stock long term. The only one I know about is the cage ranger, but yeah. then again, I'm, that's all I'm looking at. Yeah, the others are just a thing here, a thing there. But anyways, the, the opponent you had was playing Balder 2. Mm-hmm. He had a World Warden, a Gnarlhorn Satyr. Mind you, he was not in theme. Uh, he was running themeless because he wanted to run as heavy infantry as he could. So he had both the Skinwalkers and the Tharn Ravagers in the list. And he had the unit attachment on the Ravagers. Uh, and that was pretty much the majority. I mean, Caster, Warden, Gnarlhorn. Uh, yeah, that was basically his list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it was it was going to be tough as soon as he closed in, but you proved that wrong. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so we uh, I I went first, and um, we I I had I had it set up so I had sort of the um, the caster and the beast sort of off to the right, um, the hollow men on the uh, left flank, and the dread rots. Um, on the right, mm-hmm. and I, um, I, I like sort of ran everything up the board, and then I started reading about like apparition and how Holland gives them reposition and all this other stuff, and it was it was just it was so much fun, <laughs> it was so much fun. Well, I had fun just watching you and yeah. your just total glee at destroying everything before you. And we, I mean, the the people who who play like. We've got a, a Scorn player, you play Trolls. We've got a Cater player who was a Signar player, but now he's a Cater player. We've got a Minoth player, we've got a Circle player. Yep. And we have another Cator player. We have, we have someone who plays um, Infernals. Yes, we have an Infernalist. And then we've got a bunch of little floaters that come maybe once a month or once every two months or something like that. Yeah. And so nobody had ever played or seen Grimkin before in our in our meta and so there was a lot of unexpectedness and I think the whole newness of the faction really sort of set the other player off yeah so definitely. he didn't like he's like wait they do what wait they do that and there, there's no Crix player so nobody had seen any like undead shenanigans yeah certainly and the arcana the three arcana cards really threw him for a loop as well because he was constantly glancing at those I noticed he he would look but like the when he when he was about ready to make his move and I was sort of just like waving it around I think that really it's like I, I I'm assuming that's going to affect what I'm about to do and I was like I don't know is it <laughs> It was just fun overall. So I, I I advanced up the board and then um, I I was trying to move the the skin and moans into the into the middle circle and then I put the cockatrice off towards one of the long rectangular, the rectangular zones. zones. Yeah. And um, I I guess I didn't really. In hindsight, I might have switched the units around. Yeah. And 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 put the put the 
the Hollowmen on the uh, right and the Dreadrots on the left. But I think they did well with where they were positioned as was. Yeah, I think overall it turned out pretty well. Uh, not just because of the result, but just the turn-by-turn -turn flow. Yeah, and they, um, so the... The, the Dreadrots were paired up against the Skinwalkers. Yeah. And all of your Hollowmen were paired up against his Ravengers. And so, like, like on the second turn, I started shooting. I, I shot at least one, or was it two? You, sh um, if I remember correctly, you you shot one off the table. Yeah, and the I other shot one, one off the table completely. Um, was set on fire. He was set on fire. Yes. I don't remember how that occurred. I don't know. It was an ability. Something happened and he was set on fire. Yes, we'll, we'll have to go back and look at that. We're still learning the faction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, and over time, they did eventually meet your line. Yeah, uh, yes, they, they, they did eventually get to me, but they only managed to um, kill, like, two or three dudes. And then on the next turn, I was able to kill and get bring a dude back and then... Um, Balder popped his feet, but Balder had, to, but the Balder had to make the decision: does he use his feet on the Skinwalkers, or does he use it on the Ravengers? And since the uh, um, the Ravengers and the Hollowmen were, they were on closer to my side of the board. They weren't in any zones or anything like that. And he didn't want me to go into the zone. He decided to. Um, he just said he just decided to leave them there, thinking they would be okay, and put the feet on the um, on the skinwalkers, and because of the way everything was positioned, so I was able to murder them with the, or the you know the three remaining dudes. I was able to murder them, um, so I murdered and um, so the the hollow men themselves killed a dude, and then uh, the skinwalkers walked up and killed the other two, and then the cockatrice. Um, on the other side, like, you know, he did all this work to try to keep his, his skinwalkers, you know, all armored up and safe and everything. Oh. And the cockatrice was like, no, buddy. Bam. And just like. You've been quiet for so long and suddenly you're so noisy. He, he wants to join in your joy as well. Yes. <laughs> He's just tired. Yeah. You should sleep. So, anyways, that was really exciting to see. I hope to see. It was. You. It was. It was excited to play, it, and it, it it felt it felt good to be back. And more importantly, that I I still knew what I was doing after all this time. Yeah, no, it's been four years at least, and you still have the majority of the rules and everything down. Yeah. It just came down to what does this faction do? Yeah. That was really the catch. Yeah, and um, I, I'm glad that I was able to you know. I, I, I like starting at, at 25 instead of like a battle box or something like that. Yeah. I think it was just much much more engaging overall. Yeah. And I, I've always been partial to the troops. <laughs> Troop machine. Yep. So, alright. I think we should probably wrap it up for now. Yeah, I gotta take care of a baby. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. And uh, just a friendly reminder, if you want to interact with us, we have a War Nouns Twitter page. You can also follow what I paint and that kind of stuff on my Twitter, WarGamingMama. And if you wish to talk to uh, Castro over here, he goes by uh, Ellen Harrell on the um, Discord forums. Yes. Yeah. So, sounds good. Thank you all for joining this episode of Worn Outs. Lots of fun, lots of love, and I uh, hope to see you all again soon.
Thank you for listening to this episode of War Nouns. Music for this podcast was provided by Prodelus. That's P-A-R-A-D-E-L-O-U-S. You can check out his YouTube channel, Prodelus, or listen to his music uh, from Bandcamp by going to prodelus.bandcamp.com. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.